We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, we are live on location, 66th and Pioneers at Cedars. Give to Lincoln Day. You can donate at givetolincoln.com. We are here from 6A to 6P on the front porch. It's a gorgeous morning out here. We're glad, we're glad to be here at Cedars. A gift to Cedars makes an immediate impact on Lincoln's kids who have nowhere else to turn. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Bill. That's right. And Bill and Bill is waving at the camera. It's his first time seeing himself on first time on remote, Bill. I don't know. It's amazing to be live with the people, and then also the cause is number one. That's yes. right. Absolutely. Kids. Thank you for saying. You that. can kids. Yeah. yeah. This is this is about kids in need. Real yes. simple. Real simple. Get yep. to Lincoln.com or we have a yeah. Dropbox here. We would love to see you at some point today. Come say hello. We are joined on the phone though by Husker Online, Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. Nebraska adds a big guy, offensive lineman Tyler Knack, a Utah transfer yesterday. How long has he been on the, has he been on the radar for Nebraska for, uh, and, and how did they land him over the, the, uh, the other offers out there? Well, he was a spring portal entry. And, you know, Kentucky was another player uh, with him, it appeared. Um, but, you know, he, it just happened in the last couple of weeks. He just went into the portal. Um, and I think when you look at this move, it's more about the big picture. They're not looking just for a quick fix, one-year rent-a-player type of deal. I mean, they're looking for guys that they can build and develop. And I think you take two steps back to 2022 um, in the recruiting class. Nebraska only signed one high school offensive lineman, and there was even question if he was an O lineman or a D lineman at that time. That was Justin Evans Jenkins. Then they brought in two from the portal: Hunter Anthony and Kevin Williams. They're already on. So there was a hole on the chart, so to speak, with the alignment in the program. And, you know, they brought in um, Jacob Hood, uh, who transferred from Georgia. And now you bring in uh, Tyler Knack here from Utah, who's a 4 for 4 6 6 320. And, you know, from all accounts, was a, prom- a promising player in the youth program. Um, so uh, I, I don't they, they didn't want him to leave. I know that. So it, it will be interesting to see kind of – just how he develops and get him here like, almost like a high school player, really, not not really a, tra- a transfer guy, so to speak, that's only going to be here for a year. Sean Callahan of Husker Online is with us. Good morning, Sean. Um, the, there's a, some others, and we're going to shift gears. This is a hard shift, but we talked about <laughs> this last night amongst ourselves. Two members of the Board of Regents at Nebraska have proposed making Ted Carter the president, system president, responsible for, for providing policy direction and oversight to Husker Athletics. This, I think this is going to get rubber stamped by the Regents, and it's a significant development. Why is it a de- significant development in your mind? Well, it just now means, you know, Trev Alberts would, would report to, to Ted Carter instead of the to new Ted chancellor. Carter, not the chancellor, yeah. And you know, you look at, and we learned a lot about this too over COVID in the last couple of years. The Council of Chancellors and Presidents, you get one representative from your school on that. And for Nebraska, it had been the Chancellor, it had been Harvey Perlman, not Harvey, Harvey Perlman before, then Ronnie Green. Now Ted Carter um, would be the representative on that. He has been, I believe, on there at times. Um, but 
you know, you're, you're the voice for Nebraska as well in, in these Big Ten issues and these Big Ten meetings that take place that are very important, as we know, um, that they, they go over a lot of things like, you know, playing football like we learned in 2020 and, and other things. But, um, yeah, it just tells you that athletics is that important here. I mean, they that I think even the regents over the years, there have been some big decisions made by chancellors or ADs that not very people knew about. I mean, pretty, pretty, right. pretty impactful decisions that, um, I, I, I just think there, there's, a, there's maybe a little bit more oversight now to, to what's going on, um, where a chancellor just can't fire a, a coach or, you know, do, do some of the things that we've seen that have happened without maybe having it oversighted a little bit more, considering the, the financial impact some of these decisions have had on Nebraska over the years. Sean, Trev Albert says he will hear kickoff time soon. And he, you know, those will be relayed to the fans. When, when, when do you think? I mean, what, what's the timetable on this, and what are you most interested in as as it as as far as kickoff times are concerned? Well, May twenty sixth is when we learned seven kickoff times last year, so we're close. Um, and I'm wondering though, because it's a new television deal, and there's the NBC and the CBS element. There's no longer an ABC ESPN piece to the Big Ten package, um, you know, if, if, if they're still trying to get a few kinks worked out, and we, we kind of learned that a little bit with the Pete Dammel report, um, trying to kind of iron some of these things out with, with um, selections and windows. Uh, but, the, you know, I'm really intrigued for the Colorado game. We know the Minnesota game is going to be a night game, and it'll probably be on Fox. I mean, that's probably a 7 o'clock game. We know the Illinois game is going to be a night game. It's a Thursday. It's a Friday night game as well. Um, so we we know two of them right there. I'm most intrigued, really, with, with the Colorado game. Yeah, and all, everything trends for that being a noon kickoff, a big noon kickoff, which would be 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. here. Um, which honestly, I think is a good thing for Nebraska. You know, go go in there and um, you know make all those guys get up early and play, and their fans won't be near as jacked up as they would if you had, if, if that was a night game going into in the Boulder. Uh, for Deion Sanders' his first home game. So we'll find out soon. But that's the one, obviously, we're all looking at closely because we know what type of state. The most expensive ticket right now in college football is um, the Nebraska-Colorado game in Boulder. Isn't that something? Joined by Sean Kelly and Husker Online. Sean, uh, you mentioned the, P- the Pete Thamel report on the situation uh, that Tony Petiti walked into in the Big Ten. I'm curious, at what point do you think we will know any sort of scheduling news for 2024 with the additions of USC and UCLA to the conference? Uh, yeah, I think for 2024, um, we know they're not going to have divisions. I think that's been pretty much settled. Um, the, the biggest thing continues to be um, – protected rivalry games and the last i had heard um they couldn't really settle on the number whether it was one two or three protected games per school um instead it sounds like they're just going to go to a flex model where in nebraska's case you might have just one protected game iowa might have three nebraska minnesota wisconsin Um, and then then you, you would still play everybody um at least twice over four years. It wouldn't be a deal where you think about Michigan, they made their first trip to Lincoln. It was like they came to Lincoln only one time. It was 2012. And then they had never returned to Lincoln until 2022. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of time passed um, 
with the way the schedules have broken, you know, Nebraska's only played one game in its history of the league at Indiana. Um, so some of those things I think are going to get worked out where you know, you're going to play at Indiana twice over four years now. It's not going to be a deal where Nebraska and their – where they've been in the conference now, 12, 13 years. They've only played there one time. Okay, Sean Callahan joins us. I know, Sean, I apologize. We're kind of skipping around, but you know, again, we talked yesterday. I was really I was really struck by the rules interview with USA Today's columnist Paul Meyerberg when he said Rule told Meyerberg that Nebraska's ability to run the football and get downhill is its biggest strength. I I mean, that's music to the ears of a lot of Nebraska fans. What do you, what is does that surprise you at all? Given I mean, it wasn't Nebraska. It wasn't like Nebraska was a, you know, they weren't just hammering people on the ground last year. Well, a lot of it too was Mark Whipple. That just wasn't his mo. <laughs> Whip. That <laughs> Arduzzi told us that a year ago. We didn't want, we didn't want to believe him. I guess. Now Pat right. Arduzzi's telling us about Deion Sanders this, this offseason. Right. Um, but, right. Um, um, you know, Mark Whipple, I didn't want to believe him. sure he ran the ball, but that wasn't what he wanted to do as far as, um, you know, it, it, you look at Nebraska's team last year, if they would have just ran a little bit better, I mean, the way the defense was playing at the end, they, they win some of those games. If they could just choose some more clock and, and manage the game better, it was great having those big plays from Trey Palmer, but the offense last year just didn't have – the flow you needed to, to at times, um, you know, to close out games, and, and you've got to be able to grind out those third and short runs and second and short runs, and and, and run downhill. They've got a big offensive line. I mean, it's going to be a different offensive line too from a year ago. You think about Teddy Prohaska back, Ben yeah. Scott in there, Nuri yeah. Mellon's back off his suspension. Right, so really, it's three new starters on that line that that weren't there a year ago. Uh, for most of the season, Teddy was out there for a few games, obviously, but um, that that line will look a little bit different too. And um, they're big, and you know they've got good backs, so they got a quarterback that can run it now. So they they can do a lot more different things, I think, with the run game. And, and for them to to protect their defense more, that they've got to run the ball better. Yep, you're right. Thank you, Sean. All right, Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Okay, guys. Thank you. Good job, Sean. Sean Callahan. I don't know. I mean, it's it's he he does point out a critical factor. The line configuration is going to be different, but they didn't. They weren't able to run at key times last season, and now you know. Now you got the head coach telling guys that this is our biggest strength. We'll see. I mean, but but hey, getting Noeli and getting that Ben Scott at center and Teddy up front, maybe maybe it will look a lot different. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you have a lot of Husker fans who probably are, are skeptical of those comments by Matt Rule. They want to believe, obviously as a first-year head coach, that that's the case, but what they have seen is, has, been, has not been a, a great running game. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we are live at Cedars. We've got, we got a dog at Cedars. We've got a dog and we're getting cash. Yes. We've got a dog and cash. We've got this cash. is unbelievable. Okay, all right. We've got a breaker in the house, a ticket fan. We've got, we got a chocolate lab, it looks like. Is that a chocolate yeah, lab? And he's, a lot he's of energy. Put, he's put a donation in the box. He's put a donation in the box. This is our first live visitor. This is incredible. Yes. So it, it's still the 6 o'clock hour, too. Six, yes. uh, still 6 a.m. hour. What a gorgeous uh, 6:46 morning. 6.46 yes. for your time update, Sip. I got that for you. Thank right you, now. Jake. You're welcome. Thank you, Sip. Hey, by the way. Thank you, Jake. We said. Fascinating. You, if you can't stop by. <laughs> 
You what? can still honk on your way over, right? Yes. We, we got we have four honks so far. We have we? take. We'd yeah. like to have more than that. Yeah. Okay. Four if honks you can't, so far. If you're busy, you need to get to work, but you're going to drive by this way. You know, honk at us and a pastry, and then go to givetolincoln.com and donate to Cedars that way, yeah. and that'd be great. So more <laughs> more honks, please, coming <laughs> by. <laughs> Uh, all right. Are you feeling like a pastry right now, Bill? Well, I got a little. I, I took. Got, it was a little rough coming in. <laughs> yeah, but you made it in. though. Yeah. You had, had a little rough landing. Yeah, you made it though. We noticed that you're sweating. Yes, a little uh, rough landing. So we're okay now. When we come back, yes. the mailbag and song of the song of the day live from Cedars on early break on the ticket. <laughs> 